Coach D. Welcome to the Construction Life <laughs> Podcast Show featuring Manny Nemes and Coach Dimitri Giancula. So, and Angelina on the navigation there. Got it. Without her, we could not make I this know, because there's, there's a lot of moving parts in this whole show, and, I, and, and I was waiting for this. This has always been in the, the pressure cooker. Yep. It, it, this was important, to, and this is definitely, these are the shows that people are listening. You better start getting used to watching. Yeah, you have good. to start watching these shows we because got a lot it's very of important. Info so I appreciate too. that you're here. I appreciate that you brought a lot of valuable information to so we can educate all these people. Yeah, to un- get a better understanding of their mind, body, and soul. Uh, yeah. This is really important. Uh, we've already talked about exercising and getting a coach and having that that mentor, so to speak, in your life. We've talked about food, good, bad, ugly, all kinds of stuff, and what to get. Yep. Today we're going to talk about your mind and body and injuries. And what happens in the aging process, we're going to talk about what happens if you don't exercise, if you don't eat right, if you do get hurt, and and while you're exercising, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff like that. Yep, some mindset too. I want to let everybody know, let them know how to get a hold of you, first of all. Coach D, how do we get a hold of you, man? Um, At Dimitri Giancoulis on Instagram uh, and Facebook, if you want to go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, subscribe, because you'll get to learn a bunch of stuff as well. Dimitri Giancoulis on YouTube. So, let's begin with body and mind all right so i got a really funny slide i'm going to show it it's uh it's coming up here i think it's slide number 19 and this is kind of the evolution of us okay now i'm not saying we came from monkeys i don't want people to think and watch i'll say it okay (laughs) there's too much people who have religious some of us need to get a little bit of waxing once in a while okay (laughs) i'm just saying that's where the monkey part comes but if you look at you know even the middle guy uh we were active hunters before we were active people and we're turning into the guy in the corner that's sitting in his you know his first macbook pro whatever you want to call that imac but we're sedentary people and that's not healthy for us we wake up and we sit and eat breakfast we drive to work or we sit in a school bus we sit all day for eight hours at work or listen to people preaching in school we sit and eat our lunch we sit on the way back home we sit on the couch we sit and eat dinner we go back to sitting how much sitting can we do in a day and a this lot. is where if if kids don't have activities in their lifestyle there's a problem all right you just change everything d Yes. We're going to start having to stand up to do the podcast. We can't sit anymore. I, can't. I like that. <laughs> no, we're not. So go to my next slide now and watch this. If you want to talk about kids, we are all naturally born squatters. That's amazing. You know what? I never thought about how kids, they naturally get into they that position. They naturally drop the hips down, the straight lumbar, crease of the pelvis, weight is on his heels. This is the, an Olympic powerlifter picking up a plastic container or something. So they know it without anybody telling them that, that this is how you should squat. It's the natural, the body is, is naturally made to do that. How do kids hold their breath? If you take a young baby, an infant, and you blow into their nose and you dunk them underwater, they will naturally hold their breath until they come back up and they'll start breathing. It's natural, okay? So... If we're looking at how sitting affects the body, when you go to the next slide here, Dr. James Levin, co-director of the Mayo Clinic at the Arizona State University of Obesity Initiative and author of the book to get up, Your Chair is Killing You, came up with these different things by investigating. And one, you start off with digestion, okay? Sitting down after you've eaten causes your abdominal contents to compress. Like, look at us, we're sitting down here. I get it, we're doing a podcast, but you're compressing, you're slowing down digestion, Sluggish digestion in turn can lead to cramping, bloating, heartburn, constipation, as well as 
dysbiosis in the gastrointestinal tract, uh, a condition caused by microbial imbalances of your body. Now, this is just digestion. Imagine people who sit all day and eat versus getting up, going for a walk, and so forth. It's funny, and then you got the construction industry where that's where the advantage that we have. Oh, yeah. We're not always sitting down. And that's the props I give to people in the right. trades, man. You're standing, and I have a few slides later on that show the core activation. But your brain function slows down when your body's sedentary for too long. Your brain gets less fresh blood and oxygen, which are needed to trigger and release the brain mood-enhancing chemicals. Okay, so we need to be active, we need to be moving. Postural problems, um, strained neck and shoulders. It's common to hold your neck uh, forward. They say for every degrees, I think it's for every inch forward, it's 20 pounds of pressure on your neck. But working at a computer, cradling your phone to your ear, it can lead to strains in your neck, your cervical area, um, permanent imbalances, which can lead to shoulder neck strain late, later on. Back problems, sitting puts more pressure on your spine than standing. I'm going to repeat that. Sitting puts more pressure on your spine than standing. And the toll really? on your back, it does? Huh? it's crazy, bro. Because like my, my, my pelvis is sedentary. There's, these are vertebrae, right? Yeah. So they're meant to, 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 to bend and turn sideways and extend. But when you're sitting, you're pushing into the cervical disc area. And if you're constantly in this position, the body gets weak. And the body does not have that erect posture to be strong. So hence the fact that people who exercise during the morning or evening and then go back to sedentary lifestyles, at least you have that removal to get your body going. But wow. it says here that if you're sitting hunched in front of a computer, it's estimated that 40% of people with back pain have spent longer hours at the computer each day. So 40% of people with back pain from your sitting. The discs in your back are meant to expand and contract as you move, which allows them to absorb blood and nutrients. When you sit, the discs compress and can lose flexibility over time. Sitting excessively can also increase your risk of herniated discs. Wow. Exactly what I just said, wow. right? Let's go to the next one. Boom. So muscle degeneration, okay? Especially in the lower part of the body. Standing requires you to tense your abdominal muscles, um, which go unused when you sit, ultimately leading to weak abdominals. Who here is taking a dump? And you sat in the toilet for too long with your phone, if you're texting, and you start noticing your toes start getting numb because all that weight, especially if you're very overweight and you sit in the toilet, the fact that half your butt sinks in and the rest is like ceramic and tight, it's cutting off blood circulation underneath the hamstring area. So for people who sit long periods on the toilet, it's not helpful as well. Imagine okay. sitting so, at a desk. So tradespeople are guilty of that because they're abusing their break time to go to the sit bathroom. to the potty area. Yeah, to the potty, right? So. Hip problems. So here's Then they the come out, they're creaking. <laughs> that's what's going on. Is that, so they're aches and pains? Is that what's going on, really? Well, it's your body's getting no circulation. Wow. Your body is, is cutting off circulation. Um, your hips also suffer from prolonged sitting becomes becoming tight and limited range of motion because they're rarely extended. In the elderly, decreased hip mobility is a leading cause of falls. Sitting also does nothing for your glutes, which may become weakened, affecting your ability and power when you stride and walk. Okay, so so building your glutes. Yes, and again, I'm going to stand up for a second. Sure, here. go ahead. Turn this around. Try to here. turn the mic and just speak okay. up a little bit. So if you're looking in this position, if people are not hinging back. In yeah. this position, yeah. pulling up from a deadlift, this position requires hamstring, glute, low back, mid-back, and spine, all the posterior chain muscles. If you're not using these, your glutes are going to shrink. Your butt is going to get smaller. Well, if your butt's getting smaller, you have the mid part of, your sp of, of the body, which is supposed to balance you like a teeter-totter, being weak. So inefficiencies in the, in the, in the glute are going to lead to weakness in the spine, weakness in the legs, 
So it, it all ties together. And remember, your glutes are, are slabs of muscle that run across the glute max and glute medius. So it, it's really challenging when people don't pay attention to this and they think, ah, well, it's okay, I'm just sitting all day. You know, that's my lifestyle. Um, varicose veins, sitting leads to poor circulation in the legs. So ladies, I know you're all worried about the varicose veins, which cause swelling in your that ankles. That contributes to that? 100%. Because it's not getting proper blood flow, bro. Just me standing up, the blood's got to go from the bottom right back up and right back down. And remember, Circulate. oxygen, if I inhale, exhale, that oxygen went not just here, went down to my toe and came back up in the fast time. Like that's cellular respiration. So another new thing that I've been doing, and now I'm actually a pro at it, is I'm taking cold showers. Oh, yeah, me too, bro. And the first Amazing. thing that I learned from doing cold showers... Your immune system goes, your body for, Outside of saving money because the hot water tank's not being used all the time. But yeah. the thing is, yeah, you're circulating. I, I feel oh, yeah. my body oh, yeah. working harder to circulate the blood to keep me warm. And then before you know that initial shock of yeah, that... Yeah, you're fine. You feel warm, but the water's still cold. Yeah. That's the body, your body's natural adaptation. So I can literally step right into a cold shower and not have a single issue with yeah. it. Really, really good for immune function. Yeah. Getting the brain function going. Because remember, you've been sleeping for seven, eight hours. You're warm your and toasty. Quiet. You get up. You're trying to start your day. Boom. That cold shower wakes you up right away. And it makes your body in fight or flight system. Yeah. Kick in. Yeah. Um, wow. Weak bones. Walking, running, and engaging other weight activities. Um, Leads to stronger, more dense bones. Lack of activity can cause weaker bones. So sitting is not the best thing for you. The next slide is about shoulder and spinal mobility and stability and strengthening. So think of when people say your weakest link. Well, the body, the way God made us was at every joint, when you look at the ankle area and you look at the knee and your hip and your lumbar spine, because remember, your spine's got the lumbar, um, your thoracic and your cervical, okay? And the sacral area as well. But when you look at the human body and why I love it so much is it's a construction of, of bones that fit together perfectly that have a duty and, and a job. There's a purpose. Yeah, man. So the ankles are meant to give you mobility. We need to inversion, you know, we need to bend, flex, extend, turn. The knees, no. The knees are only meant for stability. Their job is to keep you in one range where you can bend one movement back. That's it. Because if it did, if you have hypermobility, it's not really good. But if it did, you'd be breaking your knee all the time. Your hips are meant for mobility. So you go hip, ankle, and hips are for mobility. Where do people have the most problems when they're overweight? Well, ankles, hips, shoulders. Your lumbar spine is meant for stability. This, the bottom of the spine is meant to be strong and stable. It doesn't want to be bending so much and twisting. That's why we can twist from the thoracic region, but you can't twist from the lumbar region. Very, very small. The, the, the mid-spine, the thoracic area, that's how I got my herniated disc, and I'll tell you how I got it. Okay. Oh. I saw every doctor in the world, they couldn't understand why I was getting numbness and tingling right behind my left shoulder wing, my scapula, I mean, my, my scapula bone. So I went to go see Dr. Gallia downtown, amazing, best sports doctor in Canada. And we're trying to figure this out. And I went for, um, I had for CT scan. I got nerve blocks. I got two big needles that went into my back and they tried to freeze the area, pain after pain. I'm like, what the hell? So then he says to me, okay, tell me about your day, bro. Tell me about your life. How do you, how do you sit at work? I'm like, well, I sit at my desk here and my desk has an L and my phone's on the side. 
And he goes, so keep going. I'm like, well, you know, I do my, I talk to clients in my consultations. And then he goes, how do you answer the phone? I go like this. And right away, I'm not, I'm not twisting my legs and turning my body to pick up the phone. I'm just twisting the upper part of my back, the thoracic region. Got it. So that constant twisting to the left, to the left, to the left, caused a herniation in my disc, which popped out a little bit, which touches the, the nerves in the, in, the, in the body are so beautiful. From the lower part, they go from, obviously from the top of your neck all the way down through your heel. And if you have sciatic pain, it's from the, from the, from the glute area and down. If you have lower, lower back pain, it's going to be from the lower back area wrapping around the glutes. If you have pain in the thoracic spine area, it wraps around your rib cage. So the, the nerves wrap around you. And all my pain was wrapped around my left area. We went, we checked it out. You see the herniation from my posture. And this is a guy who's competed, bodybuilding, training, Spartan races. But because of my bloody posture and how I would be lazy and I would turn half my torso to answer my phone. A repeated movement. Yeah. So that's how you get this. So now I remove that piece of my office. I don't have that. I can only face forward. There's nothing here. My phone rings. I got to be here and pick it up. And you were... Came back to recovery, like you healed. Well, I, st I still, if I if I brush my teeth in the morning, I lean forward and I bend, I get that little electrical feel. Yeah. Okay, if right. I stand up, I'm good. If I when I when my son was born, my daughter was born, holding them in this position would burn my back. Doing dishes would burn my back. Is it possible to reverse it completely? Well, or? I had to do so much strengthening, uh, mind to muscle connection, a lot of foam rolling, but it had to do. Now the pain is there; it gets triggered, and when I don't exercise, okay. So if I go away on long trips, if I'm on a plane, if, I, if I'm sitting a lot, if I don't train for three days, the pain kicks in. So everyone that's listening and watching, they got to understand what they do repeatedly in their life and it might be contributing to a pain. And this is where in the Construction Life podcast for anyone listening that's in the trades world and who's in the office world, you're constantly doing shit in an anterior plane. Yeah. You never see someone before they drill something to the wall pull back, squeeze their back, and then <laughs> drill. They're never doing a seated row. No. They're always drilling. People that do electrical, they're always up in the air. So they're constantly wearing out Same the anterior thing. part of the shoulder. Same thing, yeah. The back of the shoulder gets weak, so then when they try to do something, play frisbee, catch a ball, boom, I tore my rotator cuff. I got a kink. Right. There you go. So the next slide now talks about, we're talking about injuries and major chronic diseases. This is the, I believe, the precursor. Yeah, because this leads to the whole purpose of this show here talking about injuries and how to avoid them and why they're caused and obesity how to, bro uh, yeah it's it, the easy I agree with you it's the most you. it's the most it's the biggest I've, i i've read up the biggest killer in the world obesity metabolic syndrome versus car accidents versus drugs versus suicide it's being overweight and it's the easiest thing you can fix damn it all you gotta do is start working out eat less eat the three macronutrients right, yeah. from the legos that's it and if you don't know what to do, pull out your bloody credit card, hire a bloody coach like myself that can get you results. And if you get results, it's worth the money you paid, right? So we're talking about metabolic disorders that are directly and indirectly resulted of life choices. So cardiovascular disorder, uh, peripheral, peripheral neuropathy, and general issues like heavy breathing, low energy fatigue, okay? That's the cause. Suggested treatment plan. Cardio work, low resistance, high repetition exercises, prescribed exercises. If someone's overweight, we're going to give them treadmill, elliptical, stepper to get them going. But then again, squats, lunges, rows, and push-ups. All Notice lower. That's, all lower. So you got lower, lower, 
pull, push. Yeah. That's how we, in, in coach in the coaching world, that's how we communicate. I'm not going to give you an incline dumbbell press. I'm going to give you an upper push. I'm going to give you a lower push, which is a squat. I'm going to give you a lower pull, which is a hamstring or deadlift. I'm going to give you an upper pull. That means a row. So that's the, the planes of motion you got to be training on. How to test for this, weight loss, check your blood sugars, and so forth. Uh, we go into the next one now, osteoporosis and arthritis. Now, you're not going to get arthritis guaranteed if you're overweight. However, you got so much bloody weight on your joints and you're not using them. So your body's going to start grinding bone to bone. So heel spurs, man. Yeah, man. You look at someone I just started, I got one and I was, I went to the doctor and they just said, it's just, it's, it's calcium deposits that have flaked off. Mm -hmm. And now they're basically, it's, it's almost like pins and needles just shooting the back of your heel. Right. 100%. And it's friggin' painful. So, I mean, obviously they said here, take this drug. No, man. Take this you drug. I said, weight, I'm not going to take more flexible, I, I, more active. So what I started doing is become more active. Yep. Stretching it. Yep. Sleeping better. Trying to get an extra hour of sleep now. Get a lacrosse ball. Get I'm, icing it. I'm icing it as well too. And yep. it's actually come down now. It's not fully healed yet, but it's getting close to, I can walk no problem now. Before, literally, if I was staying in a, like a, a spot for too long and I'd stand on it, pins it. and knees pain, like pain. Yep. Ice is really good too. Ice yeah, yeah, I've been icing it every night. It's Because a, a, the pain is your body's... The body's mechanism telling you, hey, something's wrong here. Yeah. We're going to build some inflammation. Yeah. So let's get that ice on this, compress it, let's keep it tight. Um, but if you're looking at low calcium levels in bones that comprise the integrity of the bone, that's you get osteoporosis. Well, if you're overweight and you're not working out and there's no density, there's no load being put on the femur, on the humerus bone, on the tibia and fibula, you're going to get weak bone density. If your diet is shit, and you don't have a diet that's really, really strong in nutrient-rich foods, you're going to have these issues, yeah. okay? And again, prescribed exercises, squats, lunges, deadlifts, step-ups to help out the biggest areas. Um, it's all lower exercises, eh? It's the base, man. Lowers the base. We'll go to the next one now, and this one's called forward head carriage and rounded shoulders, otherwise known as upper cross syndrome. You see so many people have that stance. Yeah, upper cross syndrome. And, and what is it? It's patients present... Head protruding forward over the vertical axis of the body. So look at those three diagrams. You got the last one is the straight one. The guy's straight. The second one, his chest is pointing out, and you see the pelvis is shifted out. Yeah. And you see the first one, his head's over the axis, and his pelvis is back. So neck, upper shoulder, trap pain, headaches, um, interscapular pain, Increased pressure on the thoracic and cervical spine joints. That's bad because that's what I have. And thoracic pain is mid-spine mid pain. I got it from sedentary um, repetitions of, of movement. Prescribe exercises, scapular pinches. So keeping your hands straight, retracting your scapula, reverse flies, vertical rows, low rows. Anything that has to do with upper cross syndrome is the posterior chain. I'm going to show you really quickly a really easy test you can do. If you're looking at seeing if you have upper cross syndrome, all you're going to do, I'm going to move this microphone. Look at that. Beauty. That works. That works. You're going you're gonna to go to a wall. You're going to stand back, put your shoulders flat on the wall, and keep your bum in the wall as well. If you can drive your arms all the way up and all the way down and keeping them rubbing the wall, you pass the test. 
The minute your wrists come off the wall or your elbows come off the wall, that's showing that you have upper cross syndrome. And what were you saying? The percentage of people that actually have it without oh, even realizing that they do? Especially if they're, if, they're, if they're office jockeys or if they're people that have a desk job, yeah. 60% of them have it. Wow. And what's happening is when, when we at Pure Motivation Fitness, our studio in Vaughn, uh, before people come in and, and, and get uh, a membership, we assess them. And they're like, well, well I just want to sign up. I'm like, no, man, this is a different club. Let us assess you to find a movement screening to find out if you have dysfunction in one of those joints. Because if you don't fix that, then we're basically going to make you stronger, faster, and break you more. But if you have an issue with that, while we put you into the training program, we want to fix the dysfunction before we train you and make you stronger. Yeah. If you don't fix the dysfunction, all you're doing is making that joint area worse. Such as, if someone's got upper cross syndrome and their shoulders are forward and they start doing shoulder presses, you can see from a side angle, I cannot bring my shoulders back and press over. So I'm going to grind my shoulder joint. I'm going to cause more tension in this area and my back muscles get weaker. Does it just, over time, if you don't address this, you don't do anything about it, you, do you just... 100%. You naturally, just, we bend over. We'll just start... Like hunting, and that's why you start seeing a lot of elderly people that they're in that position. Well, look at... Okay, look at... Um, the cement poles on the street that hold all the wires. Yeah. Some of them are fully straight, and then some of them, they got like wires connected from both angles supporting it. Yes. Whether it's the base is not good, the ground, whatever it is. The skeleton is made to be arched. Chest out, pelvis back, neutral spine. As we get older, if the slabs of, of connective tissue aren't being worked from... Uh, high rows, low rows, retractions, low back, that slab of meat just gets weaker and weaker and the body starts protruding forward. That's where you start getting sciatica, lumbar, thoracic, cervical, all the back issues, back pain, start from that. And all you have to do is bloody work out. It's like if someone said, if you played the lotto every Friday and you played these numbers, you have 80% chance of winning the lotto, I would fucking play the lotto. Yeah. But people still don't get it. So for, for a brand new person that comes into the studio or if I'm seeing them for a consult with my online coaching program, I try to first tell them, like, this is what we want to work on. And all they see is, but I want to lose 40 pounds. I want abs. And I'm like, but we got to fix the body but there's first. there's problems here. 100%. So if they're a 30-year-old male, female, 40, 50, whatever, male, female, they've been doing this. Ever since they were a child, mm -hmm. they started making their body position. And when you got into the workforce and you're sitting at a desk all the time, changes. Yeah, because yeah. remember, guys, we're not anyone who wants to try to sell me. I got bad genetics. I got whatever is bullshit because we're not born overweight. Yeah, some kids are a little bit heavier set. They could be endomorphic, but they they stand tall. We're not born with lazy tendencies. It's our surroundings, our environment, our food, whether the fact the parent takes their kid and forces them to go to practice. I fight with my son every week because I bring him to judo. I bring him into wrestling practice. I keep putting him in these different sports. And sometimes he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to be you. And I'm like, but you're not doing this for me, bro. You're doing this for you so you can learn to be stronger and have discipline. You need to have, you need to be able to do the shit you don't like to do in life to become disciplined. Lower cross syndrome, if you want to click on the next one, no, sorry, we got rotator cuff issues. So this... That's, that's a big one. It's a big one, especially in the trades area. Yeah. It occurs when there's an impingement of tendons in the shoulder from bones of the shoulder. 
Overhead activity of the shoulder and repeated activity is a risk factor for shoulder impingement. What is the cause? Pain, clicking, weakness in the shoulder, limited range of motion, okay? And then suggested wear exercises, rotator cuff strengthening, scapular strengthening. The easiest way to train your scapula every day, even if you're on a ladder, if you're doing cement, if you're an electrician, if you're an entrepreneur, heck, you can walk dogs every day. All you have to do is stand and keep your hands to the side. Let's see if I can do the standing. You guys caught me yeah, here. Yeah, there you go. You're still in there. So you're standing. You take your hands. You externally rotate. Stick your chest out. And you hold. One, two, three, and relax. That's the letter A for your four spine hygiene exercises. Next one is letter T. Hands out to the side. You go back and you hold, 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 and relax. Next one is W. Elbows to the side. Retract and hold. And the last one is Y's up to the top. If you say to me, Dimitri... I got a song stuck in my head now, Dimitri. A-T-W-Y. Oh, no, 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 Y-M-C-A. Oh, <laughs> let's go to the YMCA and train. But if someone says, I don't have money for a gym, I can't oh, go BS. to... BS, it's all crap. BS, sit at your ta uh, table, especially for sitting in your chair, you should always sit at the edge of your seat. At the edge of your seat, you should have no backrest, never. Because... Your, your body is the backrest. You're basically telling your body, yo, all the muscles in the back shut off. Like, why the fuck we want to do that? We want to keep them arrived. I'm arched. So that was for that. The next one is lower cross syndrome. And I don't want to bore you guys with this stuff, but I want to empower you all to remember the skeleton is the most beautiful machine ever created. Take care of it. So lower cross syndrome is an imbalance between the lower body, anterior and posterior muscles. So hamstrings, erectors versus quads and hip flexors. So remember I told you there's, there's a balance of the guys in the back and the guys in the front that are constantly pulling. Forward and posterior pelvic tilt is caused by tight musculature pulling on the pelvis. So you can see in the far right, the top image, you have the body's pulling up and the bum is curling in. Yeah. That's the worst position you want to be at. Because if I put a weight on your shoulders now and I make you squat or walk around carrying something, you're putting stress on all the vertebrae and all your back. Whereas the natural tendency is the back way where you have your erector spinae group in the red arrow going up. They're flexing. You have the rectus abdominis flexing and pulling down. So the posture is in proper position. What does this cause? Low back pain, hip pain, um, inguinal pain. I can't even pronounce that properly. Joint restrictions. What do you do for that? Strengthen the weak muscles and stretch the tight muscles. Uh, if you have a post pelvic tilt, loosen and strengthen the hamstrings. If you have an anterior tilt, loosen the hip flexors and strengthen the glutes. And again, prescribe exercises. Lower body, squats, lunges, hips, bird dog, dead bug, hip raise. So this is all caused right from your seating, your your shoulders, I mean, your axis. Everything sitting down destroys so the all, body. It all so the reverse, I guess, of building your body from the ankles up, mm -hmm. you're destroying it from the yeah, neck from the down. hips down, bro. Wow. And that's why when you bring in people that go to the gym and they want to lose weight, um, go to the one more slide after this. I tell them that. If you want to lose weight, that red highlighted area, that's what keeps us together, damn it. And look at the way God made us. He made the muscles of the low back work where they go from the mid-spine down. There's like a wrapping. Yeah. And if you look at the human anatomy, the muscles actually wrap on an X. Whatever's from the shoulder comes down and racks the other, almost like the fascia connecting together. And at least people in the, in the trades world... This is activated every day. Yeah.
People may make fun of them and say, oh, you're lazy, you're a construction guy. You're picking up wheelbarrows, you're picking up objects, you're hammering, you're working, you're standing. I'd rather take standing for eight hours doing labor work than sitting on my ass all day because that means my, my steps are low, the basal metabolic rate's low, my digestion's poor, my mental fog is poor, and there's no, there's core instability. So again, patient presents with pain in the low back area, weak abdominal core area, or excess visceral fat. Here, if you have visceral tissue, it's like me going to you or to Angelina and saying, hey, let me cut your stomach for a second. Let me get a pillow. Let me stuff your, your pillow underneath your rectus abdominis, your six pack, then let me stitch you up. So you actually have a protruding belly coming forward with fat tissue inside. So it doesn't allow your, your abs now to properly function because you've got so much guck beneath them. Having fat above the muscle, I'm fine. There's a lot of people who have a little bit of excess fat. You know, some people have a little bit more. But when you're looking at guys that have that really big, hard, that molson gut, that's super dangerous. So that's fat behind the muscle. Yeah, that's visceral more, tissue. That's more fat behind the muscle. That's, that's, there's three types of dangerous fat. There's, there's a subcutaneous, which we can pinch in our face. I got some here, got some here. Then there's visceral, which is in the organs, in the heart. Like when you're looking at steak and you're looking at that fat on the end or chicken yeah, yeah. there's pounds of that pounds inside the gut area which is formed almost like i'm not talking like my, my my cell phone thin i'm talking like this microphone thick minimum two to three inches of a lard wow and then when that grows in the gut it seeps into the organs it seeps into the cells the intestine into the blood if you have fat in your blood it's going to clog up your artery, then you pop up and die. So I'm not trying to make people nervous, but take care of your body. And I mean, we're bringing this up because all of this action or non-action yep. is contributing to injuries. 100%. And, and again, the, the you're, old, growing, you're growing older faster. 100%. You, it's inevitable to think that you're going to get older and you can live a lifestyle of just getting by, working, coming home, being calm and not stressed. No, because my father-in-law, Okay, Francesca's dad, uh, amazing guy. He used to work in the trades industry. He was a carpenter. When he came to Canada, he opened up a salon. He's been a hairdresser. The guy's been standing on his fucking feet for years. And he's 84 years old, bro. And he flies to Italy. He picks figs, blueberries from the trees. Mm. He moves around. He's active. He walks every day. And I keep telling him, because you were standing doing work all day, you're activating your core. Those are the areas that need to be activated. Because remember, the core isn't just your six-pack. It's abdominals, hip flexors, glutes, erectors, lats, traps. All these muscles work together in, in unison to keep you, um, keep you in, in proper specific shape. Yeah. So the reason why I brought that up was not to make people feel like, oh my God, that's making me feel horrible. But respect your body. Appreciate your body. You're not happy with your body? Do something about it. Just like... Everyone that doesn't like their kitchen and goes blows 40, 50 grand to get new countertops and the Mielli and the Wolf stove, or they go buy the Ferrari and they step out of the Ferrari and their gut is so big they can't see their penis, you got to fix your body. And that's why there's coaches today out there that can help you with online, in person, whatever you need. And I want everybody to understand that all these problems didn't just happen overnight. 
No. They they crept up slowly. You gave up on doing certain things. Gave up. Uh, yeah, and, the then, and that's it. So to fix all this stuff is going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Don't expect it to happen overnight. Well, this leads us into our next topic, bro, and I'll tell you how to fix that. Okay? Yeah. If we go to slide uh, 10, see if we're in line here. Bang. Core okay. values. The core values. If someone were to say to you, your beliefs are the middle circle there. Your conscious or subconscious underlying beliefs. How you see the universe and yourself in it. If you're a thief, if you're a murderer, inside you, you don't care if you stab someone. You don't care if you steal from an old lady. Because your core beliefs are, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Your habits, what you do every day, those wrap your beliefs. So if you're a thug, you're going to do thuggish things. If you're a priest, you're going to do priestish things. If you're a parent, your habits are going to represent that. And then the biggest one is the skin on your face, your identity. That's the one that's going to see how you see yourself back in the mirror again. So core, there's layers of beliefs and habits. If you're trying to change everything in once, sit down by yourself tonight when you're done listening to this. Hide. Go hide. Drive your car. If you got problems at home, because I can't, my kids, when they're home, it's a disaster. If my wife's there, I'm helping her out, whatever. Drive somewhere, sit down in your car, and for 15 minutes, shut up and just think about your life, where you are, your childhood, what is hurting you, what trauma you're carrying, what you're afraid of, and then who are you in, 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 in what you want to be. So it's, it's about are you who you say you are? You tell yourself, I'm going to wake up at 6 o'clock. You hit the snooze till 6.30. You're literally telling your, your subconscious mind, you're a piece of shit. You can't keep your word. Tomorrow, you're going to do the same thing again. And then you start feeling that way. When, what, you, when your alarm goes off, wake up and get up. Yeah. Just get up. Or put it as far as you can away from your bed where you have to get up to get it. Yeah. And the paradox of being an entrepreneur, the paradox of freedom is what I've experienced lately as well where... If you own your own business or you are your own boss or you set your own schedule, that's actually worse in a way. Because if you don't have an amazing routine, you can say, you know what? I'm just going to sleep in today an hour. I'm the, I'm the boss. I can do whatever I want. I'll just cancel my plans. A little bit today. A yeah, little bit man. Tomorrow. A little bit tomorrow. A little bit the day after that. And, and, then, and that, that affects your beliefs because what beliefs do about yourself and what you can achieve are important. The promises you make to yourself you don't keep are important are you self-sabotaging your own goals do you struggle with negative self-talk are you afraid to break out of your comfort zone do you let your fears control you all this has to do with your core identity so if you said we're trying to help you get better first start with your head next is an example of a small um little um it's a little a little test that i give people to do with my clients or like a little goal sheet that i tell them and i said write down 10 things that you value most in your life. And these are mine, okay? So I believe in stronger power than us. I believe there is a God above us. Um, I believe there's someone above us that has created us and has given us the ability to choose good or bad, and we can make the decision. I'm very big on family time. I believe health and exercise time is super important. I believe in my members and my business and my staff. Very important to me. I believe in a daily AM planning and goal-setting time. I believe in having financial freedom. These are values that I care very important. 
reading time and personal development. Every night, my wife hates it because no matter if I get in bed at 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, even midnight, I will not go to bed unless I read five pages. And I would rather sacrifice being more tired tomorrow and saying, shit, I could have got half an hour done because once you get into reading, like, oh my God, this is good. I will read every night because that's something that I, I, I believe. I'm 44, man. I've been reading since, you know, I was in high school. If Why is I, that so important to you to read those five pages? Because one, it's, it's like that, uh, it's like that checklist. If I don't do it, I'm telling myself, you're a piece of shit. You can't read. Secondly, I want to make sure that I'm feeding myself with something, some knowledge. So whether I'm reading books on, I got books on marriage and making my marriage better. I bought a book on how to, how to work with adolescent teens. And I learned how to deal with my daughter. I bought a book on raising cane. It's about having young boys and how you should treat young boys. I have books on business. I have books on training, testosterone. You need to read to go to bed with some kind of knowledge. Yeah. If not, you're going to bed wired with negativity. Um, travel time, for me, it's super important that every year we travel. And I will put money aside as much as I can to put away for that small little trip because for me, it's important to get away from the whole world and say, this is my family. This is my, 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 my kids. My kids will always remember that we've gone to Greece and Italy every year, except for COVID, since they were born. We take experiences, them man. It's experiences. Yeah. And they, and they need to, sleeping is important. Okay. Seven hours, non-negotiable. And then your reputation. Yeah. I'm trying so, to get to seven. I'm at six right now. I was at five. Five is tough. I know. But now it's, I'm, I'm quickly learning five is not enough. And now six is, I'm feeling better. I got to get, we seven. can't, you know, I got to get the JLo sleeping hours, we, right? Which is like 12. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> we can though, as humans, we can get away with six and be productive. We can. Seven is much better. Yeah. But six is the way to go. Seven is the magic number. So now I feel we're talking about mind and body care and the 12 most common barriers I have found in my 27 years of doing this in achieving any goal is always going to be lack of, and they kind of cluster together. You got lack of belief. You don't believe it's possible. You built this studio. You, you had the vision of what you wanted you, ha you saw it. I'm going to have people over. I'm going to give education. You're serving. You're doing all this to give people yeah. knowledge. You're helping people out, but it came from a vision. You believe in yourself. Inability to focus. Ineffective time management. Um, uh, your commitment fears. People don't want to buy a gym membership because they're, they're worried that they're going to have to go. Like, how crazy is that? Like, shit, I'm going to have to go now. Of course you're going to have to go. Right? Inability to visualize the end results. You're out of reach expectations. A lot of people come in and they say, well, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds. You know, can I do by Christmas? And I'm like, bro, it took you 17 years to gain 15 pounds. How are we going to drop in 90 days? Yeah. Fear of failure, current or past, right? We all have fears of everybody. Some, everybody. But you are not your past. So we all know that, right? You to move past that. You can create your new future. So Uncertainty, being a procrastinator, being lazy, your habits, and your lack of support from others. If you don't have that's big. support from others, that's going to be challenging in terms, of, in terms of getting the results you want. Um, and that leads to an overall healthy lifestyle. 100%. Right? So if you're, if you're determined to stay this path, you're exercising, your mindset is there, the likelihood of getting injuries as a result of this or Less. getting into obesity, getting into these chronic illnesses and all kinds Metabolic of stuff. syndrome. Yeah, you just, you're, you're not going to be a part of that statistic at that point. 
And then it's good that you brought this up because for the person listening now that goes, okay, well, I got the mindset from you guys today. Thank you. I got the nuggets about the nutrition. Thank you. And I got the nuggets for training. How do I know if I'm getting results? My next slide. So the six best ways to understand if you're getting results for a transformation. I'm not talking about sticking to your program. Transformation means changing your physique and the way you look completely. That's a job on its own. That takes willpower, mindset, training, nutrition, a bunch of shit. But the most important thing it takes is troubleshooting. So number one, perform a bloody body comp every two weeks. And when I mean body comp, I mean measure external and internal body comp. Know how much fat mass and muscle mass you have. If you come to my club, we do a body composition with my in-body scanner, I'll tell you, okay, you're 200 pounds, you're 180 muscle, 20 fat. Or you're 150 fat and the rest. You need to know your body fat as a percentage. What There's is the average person? Body fat? Yeah. Ooh, in the 20, 27 to 35, statistically. And that's bad, bro. That's how much percentage of fat versus in your muscle. body. Yeah. Muscle. And, and we should be, like at a 44-year-old male, should be 25. Max. 25 is like at the, at the, at the healthy range. Okay? Wow. So if you get someone that's got, I've gone to 5% when I've competed. I'm that 10, 11 now, so I can hover 10, 11. But when you get to the point that you do these on a regular basis, it's like I can eat crappy for two, three days, but then my body goes, yo, this isn't you. What are you doing? Go back to normal. Mm. So you have to have that gauge. Perform landmarkings. Get a bloody measuring tape. If you're in the trades, you should be able to measure perfectly. Measure your stomach. That's it. Measure your stomach. The most important measurement. Not the measurement underneath your stomach. No, don't lift the stomach, stomach and try to yeah, hide it. Yeah, it's I the know. widest circumference. But <laughs> we got waist, thighs, chest, arms, and glutes. Those are your measurements. Number two, take pictures every two or three weeks. Progress. Okay? Yeah. See the progress happening. Perform a basic strength test. Let's say you don't have money to go to a gym. You don't have money for a coach. You don't have specific fancy machines. But you can go and do push-ups and be like, okay, for, for a female, I could never do them on the floor. I'm doing them off a, chat, off a table or a box. I got five. Four months later, I'm doing them from the floor. That is you getting better. Do a wall sit. Do a squat test. Perform a basic endurance test. Take the total time it takes you to complete five exercises, given any rep range, or how many kilometers it takes you to run, or to do stairs. So if you did the uh, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10 workout, it's a free workout. Anyone listening? 50 jumping jacks, 40 mountain climbers, 30 bodyweight squats, 20 push-ups, 10 burpees. You don't need money. You don't need a trainer. You don't need weights. Push-ups are free, but yeah. nobody's doing them. So if you do those five exercises and you timed yourself, and it took some of my clients 12 minutes to get through all of them. Like when I meet new clients, and especially if they have big ego or they're like, oh, this is not going to work. I'm like, do this today. I time them. 12 minutes, one guy. Literally two weeks later, nine minutes. A month later, seven minutes. Six months later, five minutes. I can just look at the guy and say, bro, we don't need, we don't need fancy scales. You drop from 12 to five. You're getting results, right? Mm. Um, and then check your clothing, man. See how they fit. I know every woman listening and has a skinny black dress that they have. I know every guy listening has got a nice tight pair of jeans, a nice belt with the buckles that don't fit no more. Get into your clothing. See if they fit, if there's increase in size. And also, lastly, Look at your metabolism. Like, do you feel hungrier? Feeling hungrier is the best side effect of exercise. People are like, oh, well, now, Dimitri, I have to spend more money buying food. I'm always hungry. 
good. Would you rather be hungry or would you rather be starving and sluggish? Yeah. So this is the one of the best ways someone can gauge if they're getting results or not. And then if you go to the next slide, the last one here, it's knowing your non-negotiables, okay? So you need to know what you want, why you want it, when you want it, and then go do the effing work. That's it. And then reassess every two weeks. So you want to lose weight? Good. What do you want to lose? I want to lose 20 pounds. Why? I don't feel healthy. Why? I can't play with my kids. Why? I've been fat all my life and people t make fun of me. Perfect. There's the why. When are you going to work out? After work. What time? Eight o'clock. With who? By myself. With this program? Yes. Text message me fire emojis every time you're done your workout. Now I'm keeping you accountable. And then do the bloody work and then just reassess every time. Seven truths about goal setting is one, people that talk about wanting and doing the work, they can't answer these questions. A, do you carve out time to set goals? Like, do you sit there once a month on the weekend and carve out time to plan yourself? Do you have a deadline with rewards and penalties? So I got a client, Scott Garinu, at my club. He's going to probably win it, and I'm going to lose it. But I told him, if you can do the monkey bars across 25 feet, he goes, I've never done monkey bars in my life. I go, in six months, not only are you going to be dropping 20, 30 pounds, we're going to get you the monkey bars all the way across. And if you can do it, um, I said, if you can do it, you're going to owe me a bottle. Of, no, you owe me a bottle of wine, expensive one. And if you can't, I owe you a hundred bucks in front of my coaches, in front of my reception staff. So I know he'll be able to do it, but you need to set a reward for yourself and then a penalty. Yeah. A penalty can be a jar in your living room. You come home from your hard work, a trades work. You come home from being a, 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 a corporate guy. You tell your kids, I'm going to work out at 8 o'clock every night. If I don't, I got to put 10 bucks in this jar. And now they can see you doing that. They learn from that. Accepting ownership for what you want in terms of a wants and need. Identifying the immediate actions you need to take. People make this too bloody hard. Well, what do I do? Where do I go? Go for a bloody walk every morning for 20 minutes. Shut up. Do that and then tell me. Next. Stop eating pasta after six. Small goals can make the results work. And then you got to set goals in the four main areas of your life. One is health, most important. Forget wealth. It's health first because health can bring you wealth, social and spiritual, and then personal development. No one really cares about D. They care about B. They care about C, how cool they are with their friends and their popularity, social media. So true. Huh? And they leave A out. And if you don't have D, which is you're reading at nighttime, going to a coach, going to a mentor, going to someone and saying, hey, how am I doing? And if you don't have A. You're done. You don't have B and C. You got it. You have B and C temporarily. And, and there's, a, there's a really cool quote that said, like, when you're young, you got no money, lots of time, lots of health. When you're in your mid-age, you have no time, you have money, and you have health. But when you're older, you have all the time in the world you have all the money you want, but you don't got the health. No health. Right? And then lastly, continue to improve on you. Set behavior versus outcome goals. The one thing people don't understand is a behavior goal is going to be, I'm going to wake up 20 minutes earlier. I'm going to cut out pasta after six. I'm going to only have dill pickle chips Saturday at three o'clock. And I'm going to have wine this day a week. That's a behavioral goal. An outcome goal says, I'm going to lose 30 pounds of body fat in 90 days. 
People fail every day because they set outcome goals versus behavioral goals. And that's the problem. Instead of saying, I want to lose 30 pounds, but I'm going to put that down on paper. What I care about is, A, can I work out every day? Yeah. Can I stop drinking wine at nighttime? Yeah. Can I stop eating cookies at night? Yeah. Can I go to bed half an hour earlier? Yeah. Can I pray to God every morning and thank them for what I have? Yeah. If you can do those every day, you build wins. Mm. And athletes, you know, wars are not won from the outcome. They're won by small, mini steps. That's a lot. Did I run out of time, man? No, you didn't. I mean, I'm just saying we're going to wrap it up, but that, that is a lot, right? And I just, I guess the majority of people look at all this when they actually sit down and look at all this and they're just overwhelmed that I've got so much to do with so much ahead of me. Or they don't even stop to look, bro. The fear paralyzes them. That's the problem. And all you have to do is, is, is think of wherever you are in life, there's a reason why. You got a lot of money, you got a fancy car, there's a reason why. Because you were nerding out when everyone was making money and chilling. You're overweight, you're not healthy, you yell at your kids, you're stressed. There's a reason why. You didn't strategize, right? So people need to stop and be alone. Like that's why I like my mornings. I want to be alone, away from everybody, sit down, meditate, and think of my day. Think of where am I? I'm 44. I'm going to be 54, 64. I'm going to be like my mom at 74, a boss, in the gym, deadlifting, squatting, moving around, beautiful blood pressure, great weight, very physically active, no joint pains, nothing. That's what I want to be. And if it wasn't for me to force her to do this, where I literally stopped talking to her for two or three weeks and said, you gotten lazy. You're not going to see the kids. If you want to see us or talk to us, I want you to come to the gym. And she's hardcore Greek. Oh, you don't know. I'm busy. She slowly broke her shell, started coming to the gym. Now she comes three, four days a week and she <laughs> lifts weights. But if it wasn't for me to force it upon her, she wouldn't have got it. Push. So if anyone listening has a family member, spouse, a child that is suffering from some kind of obesity problem, emotional problem, mental problem, routine problem drug addiction you need to step out of your zone to help them because they need the help but they're too afraid to ask and it's like i want to do podcasts every day but you reached out to me and said hey why don't you come and give my listeners some amazing stuff maybe i wouldn't have called you but here's the key d is that you need to help them but not judge them yeah right you need to help them and give them we, we live in a 50%, society of, yeah not judge, 51 yeah, 50 exactly right 51 means you're helping them too much so 50 is great genuinely help them yeah people do not help. judge them no people need help because they they typically people who are i don't want to be negative but you know we'll close the show off positive typically and they've done studies on this and i've read books on it people who have weight issues are dealing with trauma from their childhood yeah and it's yeah. nothing wrong about saying that. So they should feel empowered to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get better and be healthier. Because there are people who've lost 100 pounds, 150 pounds who have made it. It's possible. David Goggins, one of the biggest examples. Yeah. Horrible life. You know, and he was an exterminator living with no money. Then he went to become a Navy SEAL and he failed. And, and he, he failed. fights it every day to yeah, continue man. it. Yep. Every day he fights it. Of course. Because I fight in It's not that he loves it. Day. He I, fights it. Yep. And you and you you got to remember that when you're at your peak, you can't peak. Like you know, one of my mentors never peak. When you feel you're at a place where everything's comfortable, go back to the drawing board and say, how can I make myself my life a little bit harder and, and, and make myself a little better? Because you need to 
tell yourself that everyone's got problems. You got problems. She's got problems. I got problems. But it's a level of, is it worse or better than? That's what you look at. I want to end the show on one little note. Um, it is going to happen when you are training, you're working out, something happens. Injuries. An, an injury, right? An actual physical injury. What's the first thing that you should do? What's the second, third, fourth? Got it. How do you like four Four steps. Rice. Rice. Rice, baby. It's not, not an iPhone. Mr. Williams, <laughs> my wrestling coach. Grade nine, baby. Rice, rice, rice. Rest, ice, compress, elevate. Perfect. So one, you got to rest the area. Two, you need to ice it. And when I mean, like if you hurt your back today, ice it during the day. When you go home, put some ice back on the area for 20 minutes. Take it off. The ice is going to compress all the inflammation. Inflammation is beautiful. Your body's moving around. The white blood cells are attacking. They're trying to fix the area that's broken. Then you need some compression to keep it on that area. So you got to wrap up that area. Ice it. So rest it, ice it, compress it, elevate it. You want the blood to remove and go back to the area of the body. If my wrist is hurting and I keep having it down, well, I don't get proper flow to go back up to the heart or above the heart area. But icing is one of the best things. Um, and I don't believe in taking time off. So you, you get right back in there. If my right wrist is hurting, my legs are beautiful, my stomach's beautiful, so still my right wrist can train. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the gym and do right bicep curls, right chest press, one arm presses, and legs. When you start pulling away from activity, which is the most beautiful thing a person can do, that injury is going to move and subside to another area. Yeah. And it's going to start crawling to another area. And then all you're doing is telling yourself, I don't respect my body enough to fix the other areas to maintain it. It's like if you have, if you're building a site, a, a construction area, and your electrician is kind of garbage and he's slow and delaying the process, you ain't going to say, well, let's just wait till he's done. No, keep fixing the house and we'll work on this guy here. But icing is very important. Ice therapy is really, really good. And you see that everyone's talking about it. Plunging is amazing. I just need to find the time to put ice in a container and get in there. There's <laughs> the, it's a lot of work. But man. I'll, I'll do the cold showers, but the plunging. Plunging is, as is, a man, is next level, like, bro. I've never felt fire on my testicles, man. It's like, next seriously, level. Seriously, it burns, man. And if you can plunge and duck your head underwater. <sighs> oh, it hurts. That's hard. Like, there's a guy named Win Hoff, if everyone. Oh, I know. Yeah. He's the, the ice man. The ice man. I see him do it, and I've tried it, and it's just... It's, Mount Everest in his shorts, it's bro. It's fire. It's yeah. not even cold. It's fire. But that's the nerve. You want to tickle the nerve endings. You want to make everything. Oh, there's lots of tickling going on. But you want to make man. everything <laughs> in the body be fresh because when the nerves subside and get weak, your body's screwed. Yeah. Nerves need to be active. You need your body, yeah, to be active to fight. So when something does happen, it fights. People who are overweight have poor circulation, their toes don't get blood. They have diabetes. They got to cut off a toe. Yeah, this all leads to really major bad problems. Yeah, from man. the feet up. And when you yeah. see people and their ankles are Inflamed. looking discolored, yeah. purple or blue, that means that they're going to have to get that amputated soon because there's no bloody circulation. Where all they have to do is just become active and work on those nerve endings. Keep your body moving. So cold showers is really good. Compression is really good. Heat therapy works as well because if you can go cold compress it, keep it down, then you remove it, put the heat on it, the heat wakes everything up. Okay, guys, let's get going. White blood cells, it's working. Let's pick up the shit and get rid of it. Excrete it through the lymph node system. Get rid of it, the lymphatic system. Get it out. So cold and heat. If it's long-term and it's chronic, 
That's where ice doesn't do as much and heat does a little better. So I'm actually trying to figure out how I'm going to get a sauna in my house, right? Because I want a sauna. You got to call a Russian guy. I guess I built. I built two. Okay, I built two. They're all about for the funny saunas. enough for for Russian guys. I built two, right? Yeah. And I love it. Like I absolutely envious when I finished building it, and it was easy to build. It's really good for the body. It's amazing for the body, and I yeah. I just I want to build one habit so then I can go in there every single day. And, and just the best is if you can go sauna and then rain to a cold shower. Yeah, I know that's really really I good. I know that your, your body's body, getting both. Your body's gonna just fix itself. That's all it is. So, And also, uh, to add to that, stop taking bloody pills. Stop taking Advils and Tylenol. Everybody's so pain quick medication. to go to pharmaceutical. Yeah, man. Okay, high blood pressure. Fix this. Here it is. Take this. Cholesterol. Take this. It's like Your blood pressure is high. Tell the doctor, yo, I'm going to start training and getting a coach and eating right. I'm going to come back to you in two weeks. And they're going to roll your eyes. They're going to roll their eyes. You know that, eh? 100%. They'll still, as they're writing the script, they'll roll their eyes. But there's a lot of guys that take Advils on a regular basis. No, like even, you can't do that. I remember my football coach, he would be giving people Advils before they go on field because they're already in pain from the previous injury in the games. And they're, oh, don't worry, take these. And we're like, <sighs> wow. I take an Advil maybe once a year if I have a serious strain for the first 24, 48 hours, then that's it. I will refuse to continue taking Advils because it's going to mask the pain. It's going to mask the receptors. Your body's not going to understand what's going on. You're going to think it's good. And then when that thing wears off, the pain's still there. That's going to lead to the next show. So, Dimitri, again, the deets for everybody so they want to get a hold of you and they can reach out or even do a test with you and get yeah, into the man. place. Yeah, man. Let's so. get you training at Pure Motivation Fitness. If you live in Vaughn, you want to come to the most beautiful boutique fitness studio you've ever placed your eyes on, or if you're in the Maple Area, York region, Pure Motivation Fitness. If you're anywhere in the world and you're like, listen, I want to speak to you. I want you to train me online with a coaching app, training, nutrition, mobility, everything, at Dimitri Giancoulis. And then go to my YouTube channel, click subscribe, and watch the videos that I put out every week. Thanks, man. Thanks, Dimitri. Thank you, Angelina.